This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Minutia Man is up next, but first, listen to this other fine OPI show. On this week's Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. We're going to talk about the big match on Sunday, Bayern versus PSG. Probably the second biggest match that you'll ever see in the past four years. So listen to Free Kicks on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Oh, yeah. hey, did we oh, just yeah. show up on your phone? Look, we just showed up on your phone. Oh, yeah. Look at that. There's an inbox here. Look at that. Hello. I'm gonna, I'm gonna it's us. That. Let us out of your phone or your computer. <laughs> uh, welcome to another episode of Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. And... Uh, one thing that we can vow to our many, many, many listeners mm-hmm. is that before the end of this podcast, they're going to get minutia. They're going to get minutia and they're going to get a great snippet of an interview that we're yeah. going to do later on. We have on our program a, uh, a little bit of a snippet, like I said, from an interview that we're going to do with a movie mogul. Yep. A um, actress. Yep. A Boy, state, both film and yeah. theater. Yeah. Voiceover. Yep. A very nice woman, a Hollywood mainstay, Summer Crockett Moore will be visiting us. Right. And uh, and I'm excited about that. And and it's well worth the listen. Absolutely. Uh, Rick, I understand you look tan. Did you go somewhere warm over the week? Or? I actually did. I left town, which I have not done since January. Hmm. I have been. Uh, when was the last time you left the house? Well, I don't get out much. Yeah. I really don't. I And, you know, I'm OK with that. I, I don't mind. Because I don't really like people. People, right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I also I went on this vacation with my family. Turns out I don't really like my family <laughs> that much either. Um, and this is my extended family. Uh, we, we got a house up in Michigan. And, you know, I don't get me wrong. I don't. It's not that I don't love my yeah, family. Yeah, of course. Of, of course, course, I love my family. Um, but uh, they are a little hypercritical. I'll just put it that way. I have... Um, I have problems with my legs. Wait, uh, hypercritical. What's German for <laughs> Is Kempfer the German word for hypercritical? Uh, but here's the thing. They're only really hypercritical to me, and I am not allowed to be hypercritical to anyone else. You know, I'm not allowed to, right. to, to criticize. It's under a one-way a, street. It's a one-way street, but I have, I have an issue with my right leg. Mm-hmm. I have had it. Since I was 19 years old, since I hurt, injured it playing since soccer. Since you were wandering the halls of Greg Hall. <laughs> That's right. Uh, what happens is we call it elephantitis. Right. You joke about it all the time. Mm-hmm. I've got elephantitis. Um, what it is is a swelling in my leg, uh, you know, in my knee, in my ankle, and in my foot. And I drove eight hours to get to this house in, in uh, Michigan. For your family. For my family, mm-hmm. to spend time with my family. Mm-hmm. And it caused my foot to be inflamed because that's what you use when you're driving right um and it takes a while for it to the the swelling to go down in fact sometimes it takes like a week if it's really bad i think in 1984 it took the entire year for you to (laughs) so um my family felt it was necessary to bring this up every second of every day all day freaking long hey you got a fat foot hey look at that fat foot hey fatty foot fat fat your foot's fat. Have you ever noticed that? Your hey, foot Fred. Is fat? Fred Flintstone over here. <laughs> hey, fat foot. I mean, Rick. I mean, fat foot. Every second Whoa, of every day. Take it easy, Rick. 
So I have decided to uh, compile a list of every physical imperfection the rest of my family has. Well, it's actually you did every cub ever. Now it's going to be every perfection, every miss, every imperfection ever. And it will also be ten thousand pages long. <laughs> so I'm going to go back to physical imperfections from 1958. I've seen the pictures. I know what they are. Right. And the Germans who had the little Hitler mustache. What do you call that? Yeah. Right? I'm going. You know what? You're right. I'm going back to 1900. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go, go back to the when you guys were warriors. Yeah. Yeah. The nice, Kepfer warriors. A nice black dress that covers your body. You know, I mean, come on. <laughs> nice corset. Right. Wow. Take it easy. Right. You're right. No, you take it easy. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. I got a little, I get a little upset. I got a little upset. I now, mean, it's, it was one thing if the little kids do, you know, like yeah. I have these nieces and nephews and they're very cute and right. they come up. Oh, your foot is fat. Yeah. yeah I, I know. know it's fat. It doesn't, but when it's coming from your mother or my sister wife. or, you know, yeah. or my aunt or my cousins or whatever, it's enough, <laughs> enough. How is the foot now? It's back to normal now. Yeah. So now it's still just mildly fat. So it's there's always a well. How do you buy shoes? I have two different size, two different size feet. Do you really? Well, I have for years. So you can? Do you have to buy two pairs of shoes? No, I just buy, I just buy bigger shoes than I need. Okay, so for the smaller foot, <clears throat> then you just have to make do. Right. Do you put like craft paper in there or anything? No, I just. Uh, you know, I, this is going to be a surprise to you, Dave, but I don't get a ton of exercise. <laughs> So it really hasn't been an issue. <laughs> okay. All right. Would you like to discuss my feet more? <laughs> Whoa. Oh, All right. Is that what you want to talk about? Because I've got all day to well, talk about my feet. Well, I think this is another podcast topic that you could do with a podiatrist like <laughs> Dr. Shelman Rabinowitz, you know, <sighs> podiatrist. Yeah. So I don't know if, if you noticed, but that kind of bugged yeah. me. It uh, kind of bugged me a little bit. So. Well, let's get going because I'm getting a little... Leery about being four feet away from you. All right, what do you need? Uh, Jenkins. When you're on the job and you're not doing it right. Jenkins! Time now for Dave to share stories of employee screw-ups. Jenkins! It could only be... Jenkins! Jenkins. With Rick and Dave. Jenkins! Rick, this comes out of our uh, business desk. Okay. Okay, imagine that we have a big... ching Right, we've got the NASDAQ going on the top, right? You know, we've got the, you know, the the bulls and the bears, right? (laughs) It's not a $900 or $900 million clerical error is the worst Wall Street bungle in a long time made by Citibank. Okay. So Citibank, yeah, what one, they did. On one what, of the biggest banks in the world. Right, who probably has some pretty smart people running there. Who has a uh, entire baseball stadium named right. after them. And they just got a new logo too, didn't they? I yeah, think. I think so. So on Wednesday, loan operations staff at the New York Bank wired... $900 million, seemingly, when you see the word seemingly and $900 million wire, that's not a good pairing no. of words. No. On behalf of Revlon, you know, the cosmetic company sure. is in trouble. So yeah. Citibank wires $900 million to this billionaire, or this the, yeah, this billionaire, Ron Perlman. I don't know if they did it to his account, but Revlon. Right? Okay. Uh, problem is, is that that did not go to the loan. It just went to the billionaire's hedge fund. Oh. Right. And now Citicorp's like, hey, uh, this is a mistake. Uh, we kind of sent you $900 million. Can we have it back? And they're not giving it back. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, is that, are they allowed to do that? Uh, you know what? I'm not sure. Uh, I would imagine no. 
Okay. I think. I, mean, I don't know. At some point, it's finders, keepers, losers, weepers. <laughs> I think that, right? I think that I mean, is the statute that is being employed right now. Uh, but ni- uh, $900 million. Now, this reminds me of a story. Uh-oh. Okay. Does this involve me? No. Okay. No. And it doesn't God. remind any appendage of yours, swelled or not swelled. Okay. I, th- I thought you were going to bring up the time that I accidentally paid our taxes with the entire account <laughs> instead of just what the <laughs> the amount no i didn't was. even think of that but oh. thank you for sharing oh, that to everybody uh um this was back in the days when i was slinging skids for the man okay, okay when i was selling paper right. i'm not going to tell you the name of the paper company yeah I'm not going to tell you the name of the person that is involved here okay. uh, but we used to get paid commission at the end of every month on the wednesday the last wednesday on every month we got our commission checks okay okay so just, you know, one month comes on and one of the other salesmen go, hey, let's go to the warehouse. I want to show you something I'm like, OK, so and this is the warehouse where and, I and this is why you are not <laughs> divulging the company name. <laughs> yeah, that's, okay. that's, that's true. So uh, he goes to the warehouse, and goes, check this out. He shows me his check. OK. It was for $76,700 or something. <laughs> okay. Finders, keepers. <laughs> well, listen, so it should have been like $7,670 and okay. it was 76000 whatever. I, of course, and in all honesty, suggested, hey, you might want to tell somebody about this because yeah. this is a kind of a goof up. And he's like, no, fuck them. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> So I'm like, all right, that's not the, ta- that's not <laughs> the, appro- <laughs> gonna figure it out. So, so this was, on, uh, so this was on a Wednesday and then the next, so the next week, you know, no one's saying anything. And he, he invited me out to lunch a couple of times that week. He's like, yeah, where do you want to go? I don't know. How about the hickory pit? I love the hickory pit. Right. Um, can I get the caviar, right, right, please? Right. The deluxe premier rib platter. Yeah. Sure you go. Well, I don't mind if I do. So I definitely was. I mean, taking advantage of of that, taking advantage. And I didn't say anything, obviously. So the second week goes by and he starts showing me brochures for speedboats. Oh, my God. He goes, what do you think of the Speedmaster 2411 with Fish Finder? You know, I'm like, (laughs) looks awesome. I know. Right. Do you you remember the scene in The Goodfellows when right after the Lufthansa heist? And oh, yes. Right, and they, he's like, don't flaunt the money. Right, <laughs> right? exactly. So, and the, some guy comes in with a fur coat on. <laughs> right. Yeah. So the third week, so the third week I go on vacation. All right. The fourth week I come back Monday morning. His cubicle has been is empty. Uh oh. Right. And I like I go to my boss. I go, well, what happened? Uh, yeah, what happened? Freddie. Yeah. OK, right. Freddie. And I asked what he goes. He got another job. And then <gasps> nothing was ever said again by anybody. I never have seen this guy again. As far as I know, other than people that may be listening to this podcast that yeah. may be working at this alleged company. Right. No one has any idea what happened. And I never said it. Is it possible that he got away with that money? You know, up to this point. I just I mean, thought is it possible he, before they figured out, he said, hey, uh, listen, I got another job and left the company. You know, I actually had never, that never even occurred to me. I just assumed that he had been fired, that he had been fired and they, you know what? I didn't even don't you that. always, when you're watching the movies, don't you always kind of root for the bank robbers? <laughs> well, like this a, guy's was a really nice, I mean, I got easily three or four great lunches out of the deal. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, hey, that's a that's a very nice story. <laughs> I have uh, a story that uh, takes place in China. China? China. Uh, a restaurant in central China 
has apologized for encouraging diners to weigh themselves and then order the food accordingly. <laughs> the policy was What could go wrong with yes, this? Yes, exactly. The policy was introduced after a national campaign against food waste was launched. A the beef restaurant in the city of Changsha placed two large scales at the entrance. All right, so people as they came in were weighed. It then asked diners to enter their measurements into an app that would suggest menu items accordingly. So it's like I'll have the uh, the kung pao chicken, no, nah, maybe nah. just the just right. the pow. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Right. right. Uh, but yeah. So I mean, it was it was they were trying to do the right thing. It was the president of uh, China, President Xi. Uh, urge people to stop wasting food. And the government sent out signs to restaurants reading things like be thrifty and diligent, promote empty plates, and Operation mm. Empty Plate, um, which actually people yeah, of kind of reacted to badly, as it turns out. Uh, there was a social media hashtag uh, explosion, 300 million people on the uh, social platform Weibo. Uh, Weibo. Weibo. Um, the uh, the restaurant says it's deeply sorry for its interpretation of the national clean plate campaign. Yeah. What I'm thinking, so let's say you're in China. Yeah. And let's say there's a Rick Kempfer in China. Yeah. Who has a little elephantitis problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he goes in there. <laughs> so he weighs himself. Yeah. Because, and his foot is weighing more than it should. <laughs> right. But that's not an obesity problem. It's. Just I have a, been searched at an airport. Uh, to see if I was hiding something in my socks. Really? Because my foot was too fat. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Carry on. So, but yeah, I mean, I think of that instance, you would be totally. Well, opposed. all right. So I have a different take on it. Yeah. Uh, to me, um, there's two main reasons why this story speaks to me. First of all, it's a little alarming that President Xi of China has so much in common with my mother. <laughs> She uh, instituted her Operation Empty Plate when I was born in 63. And in our house, and this is true, if we cleaned our plates, we were told we would have Shainus Vetter, which means nice weather. That like, if we finished our plates, uh, the, you know, the sun uh, would come out, it would be nice weather. And if we did not yeah. clean our plates and there was bad weather, it was our fault. We created the bad weather. But also, we were told there were children in China who were starving and would be ashamed of ourselves for wasting their food. And now China is pulling a Hildegard. That's my angle on this. Uh, my mom, went, we went through a phase where you had to eat whatever you took or every was was put on the plate yes and if you didn't you had to stay there until you ate it right 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 it could be six hours my mother was a shitty cook that was not (laughs) that was not put into the equation right it's like you know well if you would have made this better right i would have eaten it you know some people make meatloaf that tastes edible (laughs) I i had a meatloaf episode once when i was a kid uh where my mom you know, did the whole thing. Yeah. You know, you're not getting up off the table until you finish your meatloaf. And I'm like, this meatloaf <laughs> right, is terrible. Right. I'm not. I can't possibly right. eat this meatloaf. Show me the chef. She goes, I don't care. You're staying at the table. Yeah. So I stayed at the table for hours. Yeah. And my dad would come in and check on me occasionally. How's it going? How's that meatloaf? I'm not eating the Still meatloaf. Still sucks, Dad. <laughs> not, well, put some mustard on it or something. Just choke it down. I'm not going to do it. I am not going to eat this meatloaf. And so finally he stood there and, wa- and I put some mustard on it and I, I choked it down. And then I started like vomiting. He's like, all right, all right. <laughs> Yeah. That's where being the vomiter really pays off. You know, my yeah, and, 
so, so when you when you think of like German immigrants, right? Yes. Um, you, I tend to think of really good cooks, right? Yeah. I mean, my mother was just, I mean, just horrible. <laughs> the best meal, the the meal that we rejoiced as kids, yes. was tuna fish sandwiches. Oh, I love tuna fish sandwiches. Yeah, but she, I mean, she really upped yeah. her game there. The mayonnaise <laughs> in the can with lettuce and toasted bread. Nailed that. My mother makes the best grilled cheese sandwich ever, ever made by man or woman. Yeah, um, I have found a kind of a new technique for grilled cheese. Okay, I'm so sure. I'm I, sure that my it's not going to be good enough. Well, yeah. your mom's a great cook. Yeah. Uh, I just toast one side of the bread in the toaster oven. Okay, just very lightly. Yeah, I put a little bit of mayonnaise. Okay, on the bread, then some cheese, uh-huh. and then I just put it in the. That sounds terrible. All right. So, uh, but if there's a pickle with it, okay. Oh, oh, now we're talking. Uh, should we do a break now? Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, we need to break. I'm, I'm, my foot needs a rest. <laughs> Elevate. <clears throat> but we will be back. We've got lots more. We've got a celebrity story. We've got a, a clip from a celebrity movie, uh, a celebrity interview. Mm-hmm. Also a bonus audio clip never before heard on our podcast, yeah. which is uh, going to be coming up. Don't go away. We'll be right back. This week's episode of Anne Friends, things get a little wet and gushy. We're going to be duking it out in a Reddit rumble of Would You Rather. And of course, we're going to be getting into all of the casino games we wish we could be playing right now. It's going to be all that and more on Anne Friends. Listen to Anne Friends on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. On this week's Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Rick, we talked to perhaps the most prolific female voiceover artist in history. Really? Yeah. She's the voice of Speedy in the Alka-Seltzer. Mm-hmm. She's the aliens in Toy Story. Mm-hmm. She's Jimmy Neutron. Mm-hmm. We talked to voiceover extraordinaire Debbie Derryberry. Listen to Minutia Men's Celebrity Interview on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts, just search for Radio Misfits. It's pretty easy. And we're back. So, Dave... You have more. I got I can, one. Um, I can see it in your eyes. Here. Have we ever done a New Zealand post? Or a, I know. I don't think we have. A boy finds missing Lego piece in his nose okay. two years after <laughs> it was got stuck. <laughs> okay. A New Zealand boy found a missing Lego piece in his nose two years after it was stuck there, local media reported. How? After a big sniff of a cupcake. All right. According to the New Zealand Herald, Mudassir Anwar's seven-year-old son, Samir, lost a piece of Lego in 2018. So he was five at the time. You're right. Uh, okay. Telling his parents that he had put it up his nose, which is totally understandable. Hey, that's, yeah. He's a boy. These, these things up your nose stories are a dime a dozen. <laughs> he's a boy. Yeah. You put shit up your nose. But when the family went to the family do- or when the family went to their doctor, nothing was found. Okay. And the doctor said, eh. He probably swallowed it. Everything's fine. Yeah. Right? It'll pass. Right. It'll pass. It'll pass. Right. Digestive through the digestive right. tract. Well, for two years, nothing. <laughs> Samir is a jumping up and down and doing whatever they do in New Zealand. Yep. They, uh-huh. they do ring around yeah, the rosy or whatever they, the, the hell they do. Right. And they, they forgot. Kiwis and stuff. <laughs> and they forgot about it. Right. Okay. Well, they presented Samir with a big cupcake for, I don't know, his birthday or uh, I don't know, whatever. And he made a big sniff. He went... <laughs> Ah, that smells good. And just started like, it started retching. Yeah, down his pipe. Yeah. Um, And finally, his mom had him blow his nose and this little 
this Lego piece. Now I don't know if it was a eight banger or a six column yeah. or it probably yeah, it, was, the it was probably not a duplo it was more, it was the lego right. the smaller lego right. i don't think it was the batman head i don't think it was probably one of those little ones or twos right i've seen the movies i've yeah. seen the movies there's all sorts of sizes and so basically um it comes out and uh it looked like a lego piece but it had a little bit of fungus on it oh uh. <laughs> Uh, uh, you might want to just throw that one out. Yeah, right. No, that's the missing piece for the Starship <laughs> Enterprise. I have to take it. I have to admit yeah. that, uh, you know, these these things up your nose stories, they were they were all the rage yeah. when my kids were kids, yeah. when they were really small. Yeah. Yeah. And every time we would lose a small item, I would think to myself, okay, right. is it up his nose or did he swallow right. it? You know, there's a Lego piece missing. Right. Lego piece is perfect. Right. Hot wheels, like the right. one wheel. Right. Like the one wheel's missing. Like, a wayward uh, ambient. Right. Or did, I mean, did it go, right, anything. Yeah. Did I leave the pills out? Right. And I was constantly worried about that. And it turns out, never happened. Um, this reminds but me. I have kind of, my kids are kind of gifted. <laughs> are they? Yeah. Right. Right. They just put things in their ears, which is much <laughs> right. easier to yeah, get. Exactly. So I remember, do you remember those crackers and cheese things you used to buy with the red stick as the spoon yeah sure i love right? those i loved those things yeah. right and not I even it, i don't think it was really cheese <laughs> I know, I know. right the square of cheese but yeah. the crackers i used to love it oh me too and i would chew on the red yeah. after i eat yeah. ate the cheese i would chew on the red thing and i swallowed one once oh. and I, i've never seen it since wow right i don't know uh, uh, that's gonna turn up in an autopsy report someday <laughs> all right uh it's time for our celebrity feature a random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand into a jar, pulls out a name of a celebrity, and I have to tell the story of having met that celebrity. I haven't thought of this guy in years. Sam Kinison. Sam Kinison used to be the biggest comedy star in the world, mm -hmm. don't you think? Yeah, he's the screamer guy. He, in the late 80s, right. early 90s, he was the biggest comedy star mm -hmm. in the world. And nobody really remembers him anymore, which is kind of sad. I think I mean, he, did he die in Hawaii? He, no, I, I think it was in Vegas. I think it was while I was on, he died in like 92, right around yeah. my, uh, when I was. Yeah, you might my, have been on your honeymoon. That's, that's, I remember. Yeah. Did you go to Hawaii for your honeymoon? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's why you've connected with right. Hawaii. Um, well, I, I had gotten to know him pretty well because he was a, a regular guest on Stephen Gary's show. Um, and I think, you know, in my four or five years there, he must have been on, you know, six or seven times. I met him many times. Live. He would, he would. Live. He'd come into the studio every time he came into town. And as a matter of fact, he was one of the first guests I ever booked. I was uh, just sitting there in my office. A phone rang. And it's Sam Kinison. Hey, uh, I'm going to come on. I'll be up there around 3.30 today. Like, oh, okay. So I went I in. Just, just bagged a Sam Kinison, <laughs> biggest That's star in the world. Pretty much what I did. I went in. I said, hey, guys, I booked Sam Kinison. Yeah. I'll be here around 3.30. Right. Oh, fantastic. Great. Right. Good work. Right. Um, you know, I didn't tell him that he just called in. But, you know. It happens. Right. It happens. It was your $76,000 check. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Finder's keeper. So uh, here's the problem. 3.30 rolls around. Yeah. Uh, there's no Sam Kinison. 4 o'clock rolls around. Yeah. There's no Sam Kinison. And Steve's like, uh, uh, Rick, 
is he really coming or is he not really yeah. coming? And I, at this point, I'm still thinking, you know what? I, I talked to him. I know his voice. It was him. He said he would be here. I'm very confident that he's going to be So is this your here. first two, three weeks on the job? Maybe uh, yeah, first first couple of months. Okay. First right. couple of okay. months. Um, and then uh, five o'clock rolls around. He's still not there. Yeah. And meanwhile, Stephen Gary had been teasing this for, you know, now going on an hour and a half, right. or two hours. Um, and then they start getting mad. <laughs> And around 10 after 5. Were they getting mad at you or Sam Kittison? What do you think? <laughs> what do you, who do you think they were mad at? And during that... Uh, was your th- foot just throbbing at this point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it probably was. It was probably the size of my head. Um, and I was sweating. I mean, I it was like flop sweating. I was like, oh my God, this is the worst day ever. And I thought it was going to be my last day. Because I had not gotten ripped that badly before that day. And it was just ugly. And I had my head on the desk, as people do, <laughs> when they're getting, you know, creamed like that. In front of 800,000 people. Right. Uh, but what I didn't realize was um, Sam Kinnison had arrived come and came through the, uh, the front door of uh, the loop and had made a left turn and walked right past my office because he knew where the studio mm-hmm. was. And all of a sudden, I'm listening and I hear Sam Kinnison open the door to the studio and goes, I am so fucking sorry. I can't fucking believe I fucking, uh, you know. And meanwhile, Steve's like scrambling to hit the delay button. And 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 Steve goes, Sam, we're on the air right now. He goes, oh, okay, okay. And he sits down and he does like, you know, 45 minutes. Of like just the, brilliant. Of yeah. just like the funniest yeah. thing ever. And they go to commercial break. And I walk into the studio and Sam says, to Stephen Geary, I just want to apologize because I heard that you ripping this poor guy right here, and I really did call and tell that I was going to be here at three thirty in the afternoon. It's totally not his fault. It's totally my fault. I got stuck in traffic. You know, it. You know, you're 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 ripping him for no reason. Yeah, it's like. Right. But then they go, wait, you called him? <laughs> well, no, that, that, you know, at that point. Everything was fine, <laughs> but I never forgot Sam Kinison for that. And you know, every time that he came, I whatever he needed, mm. I was, I was, you know, I would have, I would have done anything for him. I read an article somewhere about Sam Kinison that he was really a very educated, smart guy. I think, or and just, and, a, and just a uh, a teddy bear. Yeah. in in real life, he was just a super was it a car nice accident guy. That he died in yeah, he died in a car. And now he had. He had drug and alcohol problems yeah. for many years, but uh, ironically, he died at the hands of another uh, yeah. drunk driver, and he swerved. Uh, the other driver swerved in and hit him head on, yeah. and killed him, <clears throat> which was a big loss to uh, to comedy. And because well, he was, because he died in the pre-internet days, right, people have forgot. What was the movie that he was the? teacher the high school teacher back to school that was the Rodney randy Dan- the Rodney Rodney Dangerfield. Dangerfield. yeah so that's that's sad it's a it's a sad story but uh i i will always have a fond memory of sam kinnison because of that now somebody else passed away this week that i do not have fond memories of and his name is sumner redstone sumner redstone was the uh president and chairman of the board of cbs and uh viacom he was one of the huge moguls that create 
created the crappy media that we have mm-hmm. today. There's like four or five guys. Wait, 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 what do you mean yeah. crappy media? Yeah. Uh, the reason why the media is a complete mess is because of these guys. And in fact, it was the inspiration for my um, my novel Severance, mm-hmm. which came out in 2007. Now, I met so him. So that was 13 years ago it came out. Yeah. Can you believe yeah, it? Yeah. Um, I met him once while I was working on the book, and it was when I did my David Lee Roth interview mm-hmm. in New York because it was he he had an office in the same hallway, and I was making mental notes the whole time I was there for the book, and the character there's a character. Did you see him there? I mean, was I he, did. Did I you did. like say anything to him, or did you I, nod? I, I was introduced to him. Oh. I shook shook his hand. That's about it. Okay. Um, but anyway, there's a character in the book that is very loosely based on Sumner Redstone. Bumner Redphone. <laughs> I'm not going to say if you've read the book, check it out. But while I was going through my old files this past weekend, looking for stuff about Sumner Redstone yeah. to put on my blog, I, f- I found this. It's a commercial that I wrote for the book when it first came out. Okay. And this is 13 years ago. 13 years ago. So pay attention to everybody who's listening. Pay attention to... Yes. what is the content here? Here we go. What do you love about 24-hour cable television news? I love America-hating, anti-religious claptrap presented as news. I love pro-government propaganda and conservative talking point stenography presented as news. I'm not questioning your patriotism. I'm just saying you spit on the Constitution for sport. <laughs> I'm not questioning your patriotism. I'm just saying you're on the side of the terrorists. I love when liberal pundits say the sky is falling and nobody looks up to see if it's still there or not. I love when conservative pundits blatantly call black white and nobody says um that's actually black i'm not questioning your integrity i'm just saying everything you say is treason i'm not questioning your integrity i'm just saying that everything you say is a lie but do you know what i love most of all about the news and information provided by 24-hour cable television news the The civil Civil discourse Discourse. a satirical (laughs) novel about the mainstream broadcast media severance available at www.encpress.com that's pretty scary, isn't it? Creepy that yeah. that was 13, 13 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's well, time for a, a redo of the book? Well, it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. I, you know, I'll put it on my list. I, I've, I've got so much free time. Um, so we have a guest on the show uh, as the Minutiaman celebrity interview this week who is probably the first person that we've had on that is actually like a, an executive, mm-hmm. like a movie executive. A right? movie. Well, we had Mark Cuban, but he's not a movie guy. right? No, no. I mean, executive of a movie right. company, yeah. a movie mogul. Mm-hmm. Um, she is Summer Crockett Moore. And at some point, uh, this is what we discussed. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. So on March 11th of the day, we were told you have to shut down. So we oh, packed up our offices, went home. Uh, my garden has never looked better. I grew cauliflower in a pot <laughs> in New Jersey, guys. Like, wow, that happened. That I should be on your resume. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I was like, my, I'm, I'm a descendant of Davy Crockett. I'm like, my ancestors are going to be proud. <laughs> are, are you really? Are you I am. Oh, wow. Yes. Great, 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 great. So four greats down. Uh, he was my great, 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 great uncle. Oh. And his son, John W., is buried in the graveyard in Paris, Tennessee, where I grew up. Yes. Well, he, he was born on a mountaintop in Tennessee, if I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Him and his bear 
when he was only yeah. three. That happened. Yeah. <laughs> no lyrics. Yeah. Oh, crap. <laughs> so, like, yeah, yeah. Did you say how I spoke uh, it? I did like Yeah, that's fine. That's, that's fine. I, I, and if we get sued, you're getting sued. So it's, it's not, <laughs> right, not going to be our problem. Yeah, you can find me in my closet in New Jersey. With my <laughs> if you'd like to hear the entire interview, and, there, and there's, it's a lot of great stuff. A lot of great stuff. And she's got a great sense of humor. Mm-hmm. We talk about her appearance on John Oliver and all sorts of other things. Be sure to check out Minutia Men's Celebrity Interview, which is on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Subscribe for crying out loud. It's really not that hard. Do it for my foot. <laughs> right. Please. It's and, not asking that much. Right. And Rick's mom, who keeps complaining <laughs> about Rick's foot. And did you ever... You know, retort to Hildegard. You gave me this foot, right? Um, no, I, I'm I'm a good son. Yeah, I just swallowed it. Maybe it's because of that meatloaf back in 1967. <laughs> I just swallowed it and took it out her on her in a podcast in a cowardly way because I know she will never hear it. <laughs> That's how I do it. No, and speaking of the Minutia Man celebrity interview, uh, Dave. Yeah, Doctor Ian Smith, a formerly uh, who formerly appeared on our show as a guest as a Minutia Men celebrity interview, had a big week. Uh, he got a new gig. Congratulations to uh, Doctor Ian Smith, uh, the Chicago physician, author, and TV personality, has been named host of The Doctors, which is a syndicated daytime talk show starting in September. So. Congratulations to Dr. Smith. Maybe we'll have him on again. Uh, special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of... A great episode of Manushaman! Yes! This Opie podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other shows wherever you find podcasts, including Opie Shows, Com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, we talk about a Chevy Blazer that sold for a ridiculous amount. Plus, a discussion about alternatives to the latest Porsche 911. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Hostable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits podcast network i'm howard sudbury and i'm steve baskerville and on the next back to you steve we're going to have a fascinating conversation with an acting coach her name is amy linden and if you want to become an actor she can tell you all about how to get there uh even me you think well that could be her greatest challenge to date but i think she knows the way (laughs) the problem is i have an outer voice but do i have an inner voice We'll find out. Back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. Back to you. Available on Spotify, opashows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. I can't wait for that one. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> if you missed Losano Los Los and Friends... 
here's what you miss. I was going up an escalator. One of my pet peeves is when people just stand up. It's a people mover. It's supposed yes. to help you go, not a ride. Right. And if you already stand, move to the right. Or just keep walking, lazy ass. Some people may have bad knees and stairs are hard, so I'll I give them a this guy, this to guy, the yeah. This guy didn't have any Get the hell out of my way! <laughs> Radio Misfits. Get more. Lozano and Friends. Lozano. Now on Lozano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lozano or whatever it's called.